inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. On Radio Western. Good morning. This is Outlook. And we are here on a Monday morning again. Right, Brian? Yes. Good morning, everyone. And it's our first show in February. Mm-hmm. New month, and if you want to count it this way, we've been doing the show. This will be our sixth month doing it. So that's crazy to think about. Talking about years going by and age and birthdays and stuff. So. Yeah, came up on the show before us here, and uh, so we wanted to mention as well that this is the last show that I don't know if you wanted people to know, but it's the last show that you'll be of your age, and then you're uh, a year older next week. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how I, how old I sound on the radio. <laughs> People say I look younger than I am. I wonder how I sound. But this is my last year, my last year, my last um, week of being 34. So next week I'll be a year older. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this is Outlook. Yes. Um, 94.9 Radio Western. And uh, we are on Twitter at Outlook CFB. Right, Brian? Yes. And what's what's the start of this week? It's funny. There's always, well, there's always something. Last month it was Braille Month, and this is the start of White. This cane. only gets a week, I guess. Yeah, White Cane Week is a week. Yeah, <laughs> February is not uh, White Cane Month. Yeah, well, all of this stuff is is 365 for us anyway. <laughs> exactly. But, it's um, so funny. Well, I was thinking about that. Um, with it was Bell Let Talk Day. Um, on Wednesday. I don't know if you read anything about that. Yeah, it's all over. Facebook. And that's always a big discussion with people too. It's like, oh, you're picking this day, and then there's this company that's yeah making all this money, but it still does help it gets get attention. this word out. But it, it's every also... time you be a Bell customer and you're and you're supporting mental health, if you're Rogers or someone else, then you must yeah. not care. There's always discussion so on that stuff. Crazy, uh, but I mean, we totally advocate any day that has people talking about subject like mental health or blindness or whatever it might be, because sometimes these things stay in the, hidden or silent or in the shadows for people and I don't know some people say what do you get from talking about it but yeah well you got to start somewhere obviously getting out there and doing stuff is important but you know you're not going to get to that point unless you start talking about these things so well, every little bit helps yeah so there's, yeah there's talking and then there's tapping oh <laughs> well, when you use your white cane, or at least I do, oh. like, tap, 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 tap. Right. I speak volumes with my cane, apparently. Yeah, so both of both of us here are white cane, cane, users. cane users at the moment. We've both previously had a guide dog each, um, but it's been, a, it's been a while. My guide dog has been retired um, She's no longer around, unfortunately, she but she retired. Retirement home. She retired, went to my, live with my mom about eight years ago now, nine years ago. So it's been a long time. And then Carrie's even longer since she's had her dog. So we're, we're definitely full cane users at this point. And yeah, I don't know if you want to kind of start with. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. 
White Cane Week was started by something called the CCB, Canadian Council of the Blind. Yeah, so there's another one we haven't really talked too much about on this show, but the Canadian Council, I think it's for the blind again. For the blind? I'm not totally sure sure on that. Hmm. It could be of the blind. To some people, that's a silly, doesn't matter, what does it matter, little thing, of or for, but um, I was talking to somebody about the scam I brought up on the show before. People and these people hanging out in grocery stores collecting money, claiming to be for the Canadian Federation of the Blind, and they're not. Um, so then the media, when I'm trying to speak to them, ask me. So it's Canadian Foundation for the Blind. And it's it's one of those things where all these um, Canadian Council, Canadian Federation. It gets yeah, and it's it's one of those things. If you're if you're involved in it firsthand, like we are, we remember what it is. But if mm-hmm. you're just telling someone who doesn't know much about it, it's obviously it's going to get confusing with so many different wordings of things that are all kind of similar and it's can be tricky and i guess that's the thing you have to distinguish yourself from the the crowd which is hard to do but um so we're not we're not involved with the ccb not not too much i mean they 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 hold a lot of social events which which is good get people out and socialize and make connections and stuff there was actually a a um conference they put on this past weekend in Toronto that I kind of wanted to go to. Yeah, but it would have been cool. I couldn't make it, unfortunately. It would have well, been a great topic for the show. Last October, we went to the Braille conference, and this is kind of a white cane conference. Yeah, though. but it had, it sounded like it had over 50 ve- different yeah, vendors. So no, it was, it was a lot more of a um, showcase. Yeah, and it's it's based on the white cane, but it still covers any blindness-related products and any mm-hmm. anything, right? It's, yeah. Um, so yeah, you didn't make it to that. You're busy with some performance obligation work jobs you're doing but yeah had a few connections with that so i've been kind of working on still always working away on the job stuff and see what happens comes from that yeah i'm excited to see so you want to talk a bit about i guess we both learned started using walking with the cane from a very young age i mean you used to be able to see more than me so your experience yeah it's different with the cane than mine it's handy when you have some sight I spent a lot of my time in a little school in the country, and it wasn't that big. Uh, three halls, two halls, three halls. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the... And a lobby and classrooms. That's a big I, part about using the cane is, and mobility in general for people who are blind is starting off in a small, small area, and then, you know, over time, moving up to larger scale places. and. But really, it's hard because the white cane is something a tool you hold and you stick it out in front of yourself and you and you sort of use it to tell you what's ahead of you but it doesn't mean that the whole you know you still don't know what's all around you so you still have to be very aware which i find it hard sometimes i get sort of distracted and you have to, there's a certain technique to holding a cane and if you don't you you can be sort of getting put yourself in a little more risk because you're not properly detecting what's in front of you you're not paying attention so it's one of those things where you really have to be on guard now there's there's often a discussion with people with canes compared to guide dogs where people who are so used to a cane don't like the idea of a guide dog because you don't have the same tactile thing in front of you. Yeah. You know, sort of feeling the texture of the ground and mm-hmm. sort of you can shoreline things with it and sort of feel what the terrain's like in front of you or if it's really snowy or icy. Like 
the cane can sort of be in front of you feeling your way along. Whereas if you have someone, something like a dog, you're kind of just holding this harness and the dog is, is taking you and both of them have their benefits. But yeah, you really have to, you really have to put your trust in that dog. That that's not to say, obviously talking about dogs here for a second, that, um, that the dog knows everything, which is a myth that the dog knows where you're, it's going and it takes you and you just hold on, go, for, go along for the ride. Again, you have to be aware of where you're going, the direction you're going and things. But yeah, you have to trust the dog because it's trained to stop at, at you know, at stairs and at street crossings. And if, if, if there's something in your, in your way, it's supposed to stop. And then you technically, I think I heard, well, I know there's a guy um, we know on Facebook who lives out West who's training, who's training his own guide dog, but I think he still uses a cane too. It's kind of weird. Probably just as they're getting comfortable with it. Yeah, well, if you're still training the dog, it's you not... Still, you still have the temptation in your other hand to hold a cane so you can feel when... It... Well, if you're trying to train the dog, the dog's not fully working yet. <laughs> you need the cane still. Well, yeah. So the point of is that the cane... Um, so there are three basic kinds of canes, which I didn't realize as a kid. Um, there is the ID cane, which is shorter... You're meant to sort of hold it in front of you. It's not really meant to put on the ground and tap or, you know, scan on the ground. It's just to identify you when you're out and about to people that, you know, you have visual impairment or whatever. So now would that be more for people who don't, like they can still see well enough that they don't need to be using a cane yeah. or why would, because yeah, yeah, why else would you have that? It's if you don't need a cane, but yet. You're, you know, starting to lose your sight. You're or starting you're not, to lose you your sight. Vision. So you might not see somebody co- going, beso- stepping beside you. And if you bump them, they look over, they see this ID cane. They say, oh, well, you know, they must, then maybe there's a reason why they just bumped into me, right? Like it, it just, it covers all your bases if, if you're out and about and you do, walk, you know, because when you're low vision, but you still have quite a lot of sight, you might miss a curb. You might, you know, you might, you might have bad, you know, outer vision or, you know, just different parts of your eye isn't, isn't working as well. So you just might miss things. It just IDs you as somebody who is going blind, I guess. Or yeah. It's nothing that carrier or I've had to carry along no, around because. I, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought I knew someone else that had one, but, um, well, that's the thing. I used to have quite a bit more sight, but I never had an ID cane. I just. You still used a cane, right? You, like, did you, tra- did you ever travel? No, I only, I, Back in the day when I was in elementary school, I had enough sight. I knew where I was walking. I only used a cane at mobility lessons. I right. I guess in the school, school and stuff, you wouldn't I went have, to school. I got on the bus. I, I, could, I could see well enough to just get on the bus okay. and yeah, go home. And, okay. and then when we'd go out, I'd go with family and often just take someone's arm. And so that kind of place. explains something I just wanted to quick mention sure. um, about Carrie is that <laughs> I'll often get on her about not having her cane with her sometimes. And she's gotten a lot better. Um, well, I have gotten better because my sight's gotten worse, well, yeah, and if if all of a sudden I end up on my own, I would feel very vulnerable without a cane. But it it brings up the discussion of sort of, you know, feeling maybe self conscious or awkward, or if, especially if it's something that mm-hmm. like unlike myself, who kind of I never had that the situation that Carrie explained where she could go to school without it. I always took it from kindergarten all the way through, so it's so like That's second weird. nature for I me to you did. Right, of course you did. To always have it with me anytime I leave the house. I mean, sometimes if I'm just in my building and I'm going to throw the garbage in the garbage chute, it's I know it's just down the hallway. It's like and, being at home. Yeah, much. you don't I mean, have to. You could you could walk into somebody or if they're walking if they're silent, you know. But yeah, you just I just take it slow and stuff. Yeah. Um, if I'm out in the hallway of mm-hmm. my, my apartment, but in my apartment, see that's a, another question that people have brought up before. Like, oh, would you use your cane in your house or something? And I mean, no, not generally. I because I don't know of anyone who does. Maybe, yeah, maybe when they're. I don't think so, but... 
not general not generally speaking Most people know their house yeah and it's again it's something that's you're you're so comfortable with you wouldn't need it you still you know where everything is and it's not not necessary but out in out in public and traveling on the streets obviously and all of that stuff you you know you need a cane with you or a guide dog well so that's the one kind of cane now i didn't realize this either until more recently but there's another one that is used as a cane but it's also a support cane for people who have other physical challenges so it helps them when they walk i guess um, I don't know. Have you heard of that one? No, but I always kind of wondered, like, if you're if you're older and you need a like, does that does that serve both purposes? Like, you know, someone that needs a cane to walk because they have trouble walking, um, but also needs a cane to travel. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I just heard recently. Yeah, I guess we don't know enough about it to. Yeah. Um, I did recently hear about people using walkers. Certain blind people feel comfortable walking with a walker now whether they need the walker specifically but it's sort of a safety net um and it still detects things i guess but not it would make me nervous coming across a flight of stairs or something but some people i've seen i've heard of two people in the last months that have a walker because they're they're losing their their low vision um and you know sometimes that that does affect your balance and stuff so they use that which you know (laughs) to each his own um, but okay, the third so kind of cane is what one. we have. and But even that, there's a couple of Yeah, there's kinds. different <laughs> variations of it. So growing up, we had one that, we always had one that folded up. I, th- I there an- feel like I used to have one that didn't, like way back when. My, well, my we've had one. a few other little very light. Yeah, when I was, light, like, like one of my first canes might not have folded. Oh, well, maybe when they're, when you're really small and you're so short. There's yeah, no the cane itself really. is really short. And that was a funny thing that people pointed out when we were at the, convention in orlando last year for the nfb the national federation of the blind they said like it was you'd see like f- four-year-olds with their their mom and the, these four-year-old kids have these tiny little canes oh and it's, yeah it's pretty neat to, How cute to see is. yeah um, <laughs> and we were once there i guess or i was at least yeah we that's what it's like seeing my little pair of glasses i wore when i was like 10 months old or whatever mm. um but so we always had ones that have like a uh a rubber grip on the top. Uh, they have a string because when you fold it up, you tuck the string around it to hold it together. Um, and I always had one that folded, and I liked that because you fold it up when you don't need it and sit it in your lap or wherever. Yeah, it's kind of carry it, it can get in the way if you just set it down. I mean, well, sometimes they are. I'd... They're so long, and as soon as you sometimes I'll go to sit down and I won't fold it up, and I'll sort of have it between my knees. And if I'm not paying attention, it'll fall over, and then it you know hit people if I'm in like a waiting room or it's just kind of funny. Some people. Um, I guess it creates some sort of awkwardness. People are afraid you're going to hit them with it, trip them, you know. Um, sort of related, but I found this article that did say that um, there's an organization in the UK and there was research conducted. It's called Scope, this organization. And it shows that two-thirds of people say they feel awkward when they meet a disabled person. So now That's kind of like the... Discussion we had like a week or two ago before, about yeah. being uncomfortable around comfortable people who are blind. And the cane is a part of that. It, it's it's meant so that we don't bump into people, but yet people still are afraid we're going to bump into them or t- hit them with the cane. And occasionally it does happen. So it's like sometimes you feel like people are like, oh, here comes the cane, girl. Let's get out of the way. Everybody watch out. <laughs> clear the clear the way. But, you know, that's 
it does make you feel safe once you come to rely on it. It's just it's getting there that's the problem for a lot of people. White cane, once you use it and you have it and it's it becomes a part of you, it becomes sort of an extension of your arm and it it um it empowers you. But at the, at first when you're losing your sight, when you're still in some denial, when you you know, the the cane is a very visible sign that you're blind. Now, people may be able to tell by just looking at how you move or whatever. But sometimes people just feel like as soon as I hold that cane out in public, Everybody knows I'm blind, and that's the hard thing to get over for people. Yeah, and I, you know, it's it all go, it goes to the comparison between a cane and a guide dog, whereas it's sort of noticed that with a guide dog, people, you know, it's a it's a. I mean, there's also people who are afraid of dogs, so you never yeah, know. But, exactly. But yep. with a, with a guide dog, you can kind of, you know, navigate through a, a large crowd and stuff a bit easier, and well, people people are, oh, people are generally dog. more welcoming, and they're not so like worried about being hit obviously or something and it's sort of you might not you might not feel quite as awkward occasionally you get sniffed um <laughs> although bringing a dog around all the time also can be awkward when you're sitting on the bus and you have to get it under the seat properly or you have to get it to fit in a certain s- small space and i was at a thing the other week with a lady who had a guide dog and and you're supposed to tuck the dog under your chair or sit you know by your feet and sometimes these dogs get up and start wandering under the table as far as their leash will let them go and this dog started sniffing me in the middle of a meeting i was just like oh should i speak up or yeah and that's accept it ignore it that just all comes down to the the responsibilities of both like having a having a guide dog is nice but it does take you know you're taking care of a dog and it it has its own own negative things that you know make it it just depends, right? It depends what situation you like. Having a cane is nice because it's just it's quick, so quick and doesn't take that much maintenance. Well, I mean, eventually you do have to replace them. My tip, the tips on the canes. Yeah, another that's thing another that thing. Yeah. There's various different types of tips, but mine get worn down, obviously, the more you travel with it and it like drags on the ground. It's like you need a sharpener, like a pencil sharpener when you wear down your pencil. Yeah. You need a cane tip sharpener. Yeah. Uh, and Brian always makes fun of me that I don't get out as much because you can tell by the tip of my cane. It's not or if we more. if we get ours mixed up, and that's how we I mean, tell. Mine is a little bit a little taller, taller than yours, but you can don't also want to tell by the tip. It by feeling yeah. the tip. So growing up, we had what was called a pencil tip, I believe. Yeah. It was very narrow, straight tip, uh, and I'm not sure the reason we had that back then, but I did find once I saw that there were other options that that one can get stuck in little cracks and stuff easier when you're out out walking. So the other tip, uh, the other ver- um, ones you can get are um, a rolling tip and a marshmallow, which are the same sort of basic thing. They're these round, bulged ends of the cane, um, but one of them rolls, supposed to roll along as you walk. Which because the thing is, some people tap their canes, some people swipe, sort of slide them back and forth. And then <clears throat> the other the other thing you can do is sometimes when you're walking down the street or something, is you can just shoreline. I mean, that's not, I guess the most safe way because you have to kind of cover the whole field in front of you. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be done uh, or maybe I'm just thinking about when we got guide dogs it was sort of like well you can't shoreline now so you should Yeah, don't rely I guess on it's it. not really an ideal way of traveling. It's just sometimes if it is a sidewalk that I like the sidewalk on my street when I get when I'm at the corner and I'm walking just for like s- 7 minutes down the sidewalk to my apartment. Occasionally I'll shoreline to find where the driveways are and stuff and mm. no, and you it's, know it's it's a pretty clean clear does. sidewalk. But yeah, generally for traveling, you are supposed to ha- move your cane in front of you from left to right to left, back and forth, so that you cover the whole field in front of you. So that do you remember that technique we learned in the early days though? What was that? Where you held it? Maybe you don't remember that. You hold it so the cane's um, running along in front of you, and you on an angle. 
the diagonal technique? What was it called? That was the basic when we first learned cane skills, or when I did. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of remember. remember. I only, I, I generally do like the just kind of wave side to side. So what's that one called? They had a name for it. Tap. I don't know. No. There's ta- there's the tapping one where you tap. There's a name for it, but I can't think. We should we should interview one, our old mobility instructor someday. <laughs> That's quite the job. But yeah, so um, I don't know if you know this other fact about Kane's is that there's been a big more of a movement lately. Um, it's been talked about on social media that people want to individualize their cane. So canes are generally red and white, supposed to be you know reflective and get cars' attention and things. But lately, there have been people who wanted to be unique. They wanted to be personalize it and be themselves, and so they wanted to take the control with this cane. And they they got different colors, like p- hot pink and all these things. And it's a big, it's a silly debate, I guess, because do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm I'm the type of person that if someone wants to do something, it's 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 up to them. If it's not interfering with anyone yeah. else, no, I don't really um, care. I'm just I thought I mentioned it. But yeah, it's and... it's not my thing. I kind of don't want to stand out and. <laughs> I kind of just like to blend in, and the cane's already enough to mm-hmm. for people to notice. And and these reflective things, I I do think are important because you do. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. To have a standard color, it's a safer. As soon as you start getting different colors, people do really get confused. They're yeah. like, is that is that a different? Was that that is there a different reason for that cane? Like, what does that one do? Um, <laughs> but I mean, often you hear it with girls that they want it, the cane becomes like an accessory right. if they're proud enough about it they it's like your purse your your shoes your cane right like and i get that in the sense that you don't want to be you know it's part of it's just getting used to but you don't want to be feeling awkward taking your cane with you all the time and if if there is something that you feel like makes it makes you feel more comfortable with it or you don't feel as self-conscious having it if you mm-hmm. have it a certain color or something then i mean that's that's cool with me but you know, like if a, if, a, if a girl dresses up and goes somewhere fancy, you have this beautiful dress and you do your hair and your makeup and you're having, you have your shoes on and, and then you have this cane and I think they want ways to sort of spiff things up a little. Right. It's so plain, the cane. I don't know. <laughs> uh, to me, it's fine as it is. Uh, I am still in the process. Every day I still have to accept it a little. Um, but yeah, what you do is you hold the cane and there's a certain way of holding it. Um, and that's the thing. I haven't been, you know, checked in a long time. I assume I'm doing it right, but sometimes as I walk, I think, look down, I, I sort of think, am I holding that right? Because you got to run your um, index finger. your index finger along the rubber grip and hold on to it, and then move it from side to side. And you you cover, you tap it in front of the foot, in front of the place you're about to step, because you want to make sure there's nothing there when you go to take that step. And then you tap it on the other side, and then you take the other step. So that's how you're supposed to use it. And I, I honestly don't even often do a full tap. I kind of just well, that's what I'm wave saying. it from side to side. <laughs> sometimes I kind of slide. To... Sometimes I tap. It's the thing about when you tap. You're walking through this building of hallways, and it's another thing that just makes you stand out. Cause yeah, and it goes back to that tap, 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 tap. I'm not. I'm the type of person that kind of likes to just blend in and mix in with everyone else. So. Sometimes I don't want to but you you're know, also, be making all that noise. Exactly, stuff, that's what I mean. So sometimes I'm like, I'll just sort of sl- swipe it a so- from side to side, and I'll, s- you know, that's good enough, I guess. And whatever works, right? Yeah, and sometimes you run into something. Is it because you weren't using your cane properly? Um, you know, canes don't detect something at at face level. 
Yeah, there was occasionally signs. There's a reason why guide dogs are supposed to avoid things like that, where it was white canes won't. So, I mean, there's a you know, if you're not using it right, I suppose you you would notice. I mean, even when I think I'm using it right, my wrist, if I if I'm walking a, a great deal, my wrist starts to be a little sore from going back and forth. There's an angle you're supposed to hold it so that if you walk and you get it jammed in a snowbank or a sidewalk, it doesn't jam into your ribs and your stomach. <laughs> you got to hold it out at a certain angle, a certain distance. That's why it has to be a certain height. I guess the technique is to hold your arm out and it has to match under your arm, or how does that work? With the, Canadian, so, yeah. with the Canadian Federation of the Blind, we give out free white canes if someone sort of is going blind and they, you know, just to get used to it or to start being able to get out and yeah, it's un- it could take them. sometimes a little bit of a process to get but one. It, so if it's, if um, yeah. if anyone ever listening is is in need and is looking for that. I, I have a few that I got through the the uh, CFB that I have at home. And uh, yeah, contact, contact us, us anytime on Twitter at, at uh, Outlook CFB. Yeah, sorry, I'm screwing up here. At Outlook CFB, right? Right. Yeah, contact us at Outlook CFB if, if you ever need, need a cane. Um, that's one of the services that we provide. Because it is important, right? If if you're looking for one and it's a bit of a process to get one, connecting connecting through the CNIB or whatever it might may be to get one can sometimes take a few weeks, and you kind of need it right away if you need to get out of the house. So, and that's the thing. I mean, if 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 you are dealing with a situation where you you're afraid to go out your door because you know you've lost so much sight, and there is this tool out there that that you take in hand and you know move it in front of you, and it will tell you what's in front of you. And this sort of thing started, I guess. Canes sort of started after World War One. So before that, I mean, I assume that blind people always had the idea to use a stick to tap in front of you, but I don't know. It became a big thing after World War One when all those soldiers were blinded in the war. Like, Here's a stick. Tap it. No, mm-hmm. let's make it a certain color stick, for, yeah. for you know, to be spotted and let's do, you know, put some thought into it. But I mean, as much as I have an internal struggle with my cane, you know, I am thankful for it and yeah, and again, we'll we'll just discuss this in more detail. Obviously, next week we'll get back yeah, to it. Yeah, there's other there's things going on. To talk about, but for the rest of the month, we'll probably we'll always talk about. It'll games. be the main main discussion for the next few weeks. Probably, I wish we had that recording things. of walking into the hotel in Florida at the convention with the tap tap tap. I think I do have everywhere. some recording of that. I'll uh, I'll oh. prepare that for next week, and yeah, we'll, we can up. have some sound effects of the cane to pretty cool. give people a bit of an idea of uh, the sound that it can make, and mm-hmm. especially when you hear a whole, you know. 2,000 people in a hotel at a convention using tap, canes. Tap, tap. Quite the, quite the sound. All right. Well, thanks, for the, thanks, White Cane, for all you do for us. Yeah. And it all comes with training, too. Yeah, you exactly. can't just take a cane and... Well, that's the thing. That's what's intimidating to people, but... Mobility, orientation and mobility, which we'll discuss later on. All right. Well, have a good day, everybody, and we'll be back next week.